you need to figure out what kind of needs do they have? Is there just a little dementia going on? Or do I need someone who really has a good grip on taking care of someone who has advanced Alzheimer's or dementia, who needs to be changed, you know, a lot of high care needs. So that's going to make a difference in who you're hiring to come and be the caregiver. Welcome to Aging in Style, the podcast dedicated to celebrating aging and what it takes to do it well. I'm Lori Williams. I'm a certified senior advisor and senior housing expert. In each episode, you'll learn stories of older adults who are thriving in their 70s, 80s, 90s, and in some cases, in their hundreds. Whether you're an older adult or the child of an older adult, this podcast is filled with insightful resources, organizations that are doing incredible work, and stories that will inspire you to volunteer, learn, and who knows, maybe even skydive in your golden years. Hi, welcome to today's episode of Aging in Style. I'm so glad that you are here today. If you listened to last week's podcast, which of course you did, (laughs) if you didn't, be sure and go back and listen to it because I'm going to expand on what I talked about last week, which was caregiver burnout. And I gave six realistic tips to help support caregivers. And these really came from my own personal experience because I not only work in um, in senior living and senior housing and helping people find the right places and educate them on all the resources available, but I am also the caregiver to my husband who had a stroke back in um, December. And so I am kind of in a special place here where I can see both sides of it as the, the caregiver perspective, as well as the perspective of the professional healthcare person. Anyhow, Go back and listen to that one because today I'm going to expand on that and talk about when, you know, you've burned out. And one of the things we gave some advice on is knowing when it's time to bring a caregiver in to kind of give you that that relief from burnout. And so a question I get a lot is how do I find the right caregiver? How do I find a caregiver? So that's what we're going to talk about today, choosing the right caregiver for your loved one. So I've got, let me see here. I have seven tips for y'all. So get ready. (laughs) So here we go. Number one is you need to really understand what the needs are of your loved one. So for, for me, it was pretty simple is that my husband needs help with showering. And I can do pretty much everything else. But showering was a really difficult one for myself and my adult son to do. We were we don't, we're not trained, right? We don't know how to give a shower to someone who has some mobility issues on one side. So we were afraid, one, for his safety, that we were going to, um, you know, cause him to fall. And then two, we were stressed out. So we were worried for our own emotional health. <laughs> Anyhow, so that that's going to be the thing to know. It's like what we need, it was pretty specific. I want it three days a week and maybe an hour each day. And I wanted someone to come and do showering and then also does some flexibility to stay late one night a week, maybe a couple of hours. And then also the flexibility to come in on a Sunday for an afternoon if I had something that I wanted to go and do. So very specific. We weren't looking for, you know, a huge amount of hours. I mean, I'd say we're averaging about three to seven hours a week of caregiving, but everyone is different. So you might be looking for a caregiver to come uh, five days a week for eight hours a day. 
or you could be looking for someone 24 seven or um, someone just to come on the weekend. So everyone has a different need. So you're going to want to sit down and figure out what is the need that I that I have for my spouse, for my parents, my grandparents, whoever you are the caregiver for. Then you're going to want to figure out what do you want someone to come and do? Do you simply want someone to come and be, you know, maybe just to take them out for an errand, just to be kind of like a, you know, to socialize a little bit with them? Or are you needing someone to come in and do bathing, dressing, medication, meals, everything? So you need to figure out what kind of needs do they have? Is there just a little dementia going on? Or do I need someone who really has a good grip on taking care of someone who has advanced Alzheimer's or dementia, who needs to be changed? You know, a lot of high care needs. So that's going to make a difference in who you're hiring to come and be the caregiver. Number two, really important to know your finances. Know how much money you have to cover this because for my case, we are not retired. We are, you know, I'm under 60. My husband is just turned 63. So we're not on Medicare or anything yet. So this is paid out of our pocket. So this is income we're, you know, taking straight from our checking account and paying for the caregiver. Now you're going to want to look and see if you know, you're going to want to know what their pension is, what their, what the outgoing ex- expenses are, so you have an idea of what they can afford each month or each week, however you're going to set up for your caregiver. So you're going to want to get with your mom, dad, spouse, grandparent, whoever is the one that's needing the caregiving, and take a deep dive into their finances because you're going to want to know what they can afford so that you can make a plan for them. Now, if they have long-term care, this will help cover in most cases if they meet the criteria it may cover their home care so criteria could be that they have to have two or three adls which are activities of daily living which would be showering dressing medication meals that sort of thing that that they need help with so and again you're going to need to read your long-term care policy or contact your agent to make sure that you're understanding um, properly what what it's going to cover. But that's one way that you could potentially pay for the home care or caregiver. The VA is another one. So there's a couple of different programs with the VA. There's the aid and attendance, which is also based on the activities of daily living. And then they have other criteria that you have to meet, which is some financial type of criteria. So you want to look into that as well. There's also another program with the VA where I've talked to some home care agencies that have a contract with the VA and it is covering some in-home care hours and that is through the home care agencies. So there are some options there. I also interviewed a lady on the podcast, I guess maybe a couple of months back and we'll reference the show, but she talked about reverse mortgages and how some people really want to stay in their home. And that is another way that you can fund to have a caregiver come in so you can get a reverse mortgage on a house. So just these are the options that are out there for you. But I would say most cases, people are just private paying it from their checking account. Number three, involve all your family. So if you're doing this for your parents And there's several, you know, three, four siblings, y'all get involved and talk about this, that be on board, that it's time to bring in a caregiver for mom or dad. Maybe they're living at home and you want a caregiver just to come to their house, or maybe they live with you and you're taking care of them. But make sure that everyone is on board. And if you, 
if you are the sole caregiver, say your mom is living with you and your siblings really aren't helping much, maybe they don't know that you are completely burning out and need some help. So just having that conversation, they may step in and give you that time away. Or they may say, yeah, let's get a caregiver in there to give you a break. We don't have time or whatever it may be. So um, really important to have that conversation and have all family members on board before you, you know, continue on the path of bringing in a caregiver. Number four, really important, decide between using a home care agency or finding a private caregiver. And people call me all the time about this and asking if I know private caregivers. I typically do not because, I mean, it's just, it's hard to know who's a private caregiver and who's who's not. And I would never want to say, hey, go talk to this person. They're, they're wonderful. And I don't, you know, if, if I don't know anything about them. I thankfully, and this is what I tell people to do, is ask your friends, ask, you know, through your church and see if they know of a caregiver. I actually had a friend of mine who uses a private caregiver for her mother. And she told me months ago, when your husband gets home, if you need some help, I will give you the number for the caregiver I'm using. I absolutely love her. She's taken care of my mother for a long time. She's a wonderful person. So I had that um, in the back of my mind that should the time come, I'm going to definitely give her a call. So that worked out. But that's that's the way to do it. Have someone you know who is using a caregiver, who's had a had a good experience, or like I said, someone through your church, someone just someone that you know, you know, people who can vouch for them. But through an agency, a lot of times people feel safer using an agency. I totally get that because through an agency and in the home care agencies, there are some that are just, you know, locally owned home care agencies. And then there are many that are franchises. So for example, some of the big ones you might hear their names are Bright Star, Home Helpers, Home Instead. Those are some big ones that are franchises. And those tend to be a little more expensive than the ones that are locally owned. When we start talking about price, I'm in the Dallas area, so we may be more expensive than where you are. Um, However, if you're in California or New York, your caregivers may be more expensive than here in Dallas. So to kind of give you an idea for a private caregiver, about $25 an hour, I would say is about the average. If you're looking for one through a home care agency, like a local agency, I would say 25 to 28 an hour, somewhere in that range. Through a franchise, they were a bit pricier. From what I found, it was probably about 30, 35 an hour. Now, here's the other kicker with the home care agencies. Most of them have minimums. And so an average minimum is four hours. And then that's that's the daily, four hours. A lot of them have added this weekly minimum. So it's going to be four hours a day and maybe it's 12 hours a week. So you have to kind of satisfy that (laughs) to have them contract with you, if that makes sense. So maybe you're just like me and you only need someone three to seven hours a week. That's probably not going to work out to find someone, which I get because they're hiring people to come to your house. And a lot of people aren't going to want to just come for one hour because they have gas time and you know the time of day you want someone. I wanted someone to come like at 430. That's a difficult time of day to staff. So you have to think about all of that and see if an agency may not be the way to go for you. But if you're looking for someone to come, 
several days a week and and stay for several hours, it it may be the right way. And if you have the resources to fund that, then great. The good thing about an agency is that they've done background checks, they've done uh, drug screening, they do all of that for you, and they're bonded and licensed. So God forbid if something, you know, grandma's diamond ring goes missing, you have some legal recourse there. Not to say that's going to happen, but, you know, it's the world, so things happen. Number five, which I touched on, is check with other people and and see what their experience was. There's a lot of people out there who've had to hire caregivers, and they may have had a great experience with, with an agency that they want to tell you about or even a private caregiver. And like I said, ask at church groups, at senior centers, you know, kind of like anywhere where older adults may gather <laughs> might be a good place to ask. And then, you know, definitely go and look online, check out online reviews, Maybe a little more difficult if it's a private caregiver, but through an agency, just look them up and see what people are saying about them. Number six, interview the person. You know, this is the person you're bringing into your house to not only care for your loved one, but maybe you have pets. I have my baby, Sadie. If you follow me, I've got a golden retriever who's a year and a half, and she is like literally my baby. So, I want someone who likes dogs. And that is, a you know, something I asked the caregiver. I said, are you good with dogs? Because I have, you know, an 85 pound golden retriever and not everyone likes dogs. You know, some people are scared of dogs. So I just, you know, wanted to be sure we were going to be a good fit. And that's what you're looking for. You're just trying to figure out, you know, is this person a good fit to come into my home and care for my family member? You can interview with the agency. So when you meet with the representative of the agency, you're going to say, hey, here's what I'm looking for. You know, maybe my dad's very private and he wants a male caregiver to come in and bathe him. I've had that request many times. You know, some older men especially are very, you know, they're very modest and they don't want a woman to see them. Or maybe your mom is super social. So she wants someone who's got a personality and is going to talk to her. Maybe they want someone who is a little bit older, maybe 50s and up, you know, a little more relatable than someone who's maybe 25. So it's just personality is really important. You know, you're just trying to find someone who is going to be a good fit for your family member. Okay. And number seven, and this is the last one, and I think probably the most important one, you're going to need to communicate with your family member that you're going to bring in a, a caregiver. And I will tell you personally, this was the hardest thing to do. I didn't tell my husband until I had already figured out what needs, you know, what I wanted someone to come in, what his needs were, and the type of person I want to come in, had found a person, and we were ready to get started with it. And then I told him, and, and I explained it to him, just like I just said here, is that I did not feel comfortable showering him because I was afraid. I didn't know what I was doing and he was going to fall and be hurt and it was stressing me out. So I explained it to him just like that. He was upset about it. He didn't like it. I said, I understand, but let's just give it a shot. If you hate it, then we'll figure out something else. But we're going to try this out. And we did. He loved her and it's all great. (laughs) But have that conversation with your family member because they, you know what, they need to have a say as well. But, you know, there is a point when you just have to make that decision. And that's probably the hardest thing to make a decision for someone that's going to affect someone else. And it's different in each different relationship. So as a spouse, it's really hard to make a decision for my husband. But I've been having to make decisions like this for him since December. So 
but it, it doesn't really get easier to be honest with you. And then it's a whole other kind of set of feelings when you're trying to make arrangements and do things for your parents because you know you're trying to kind of come out of that role of oh, this is my dad. I don't want to tell him what he has to do, but sometimes for their safety, for everyone's peace of mind, you just have to you have to do it. So this is the biggest thing. Once you've kind of gone through all this and, and I feel like it's it's important that you don't just kind of start off hey, we're getting a caregiver, but you haven't done all the research. Have a whole plan in place, then have the conversation and even have it booked. So I had everything in place. And then I told my husband, okay, this is what we're doing. And she is coming on Monday at 4.30. She will be here when you come home from rehab and you'll go straight to shower. You know, we'll talk to her for a little bit and then go, she will help you with showering. And it didn't go well in the conversation, I'm not going to lie to y'all, <laughs> but it has been wonderful since day one. So again, communicating what's going on and planning is key to making this, you know, a successful venture. Those are the seven tips for figuring out how to choose a caregiver. I hope that's helpful. Like I said, we'll put some information on here about the VA program I mentioned, as well as the um, interview that we did with the lady about reverse mortgages. If you have questions, of course, reach out to me. You can go on my website, which is lauriewilliams-seniorservices.com. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. And if you haven't already subscribed, please do. And also leave us a review. If you like what we're sharing, leave some comments. And um, I love being able to share information with y'all. And I really, I hope it helps you to share my personal experiences, as well as all that I have learned in my 17 years working in senior living. But I feel like, you know, I have kind of a different spin on things now because I'm in your shoes. A lot of you are in the, these shoes of being a caregiver and it's, it's tough. It's really, it's hard. And so, you know, I, I want to be able to provide what resources I can to y'all. All right. That's all I have for today. And we will see you next week. Thanks. Bye-bye. <music>